0: Uh, thanks for talking to us today, Sean. But, um, first, I know you addressed it in the last week, but it's obviously a concerning time for many with the rising COVID rates throughout the UK. Um, how concerned are you that this is going to affect the season or certainly the festive period, considering everything seems to be changing and increasing so rapidly?
1: Well, we don't know yet. All we can do is go by the guidelines that we're given um, from the Premier League. Uh, the, the hardest thing, I think, for all of the football only only the football industry, not not about the the medical side, obviously, because there's a massive picture to that, um, is the crossovers. You know, uh, players still have lives, so do the coaches and managers. And the the rules outside of football are considerably different to the rules inside of football. So I think inside of football, we're trying to do what we can and work with the rules. And excuse me and the guidelines to help and make sure that games are on and, you know, we can keep delivering outside of that. They still, you know, the human beings have lives, so they still have the chance to go out and, you know, whatever, go for, for dinner with their families and, and, you know, see friends and all that sort of stuff. So it's the crossover. That's probably the, the um, hardest from a, a lifestyle and management point of view. Um, but the, the premier league are working very hard. Um, I know that. And, you know, we're all trying to observe the guidelines and, and try and, keep this uh, at a minimum at least in football trying to play our part through football
0: so how do you balance that then because like you said everybody has a life but at the same time you know within football I suppose there's a great scrutiny on what people are going to do outside of you know the training ground and that kind of thing so how do you balance that in terms of obviously everyone's entitled to do what they want but are you asking people to sort of stay at home and not really do that much
1: no, not particularly. I think I think there's a commonsensical view, and obviously on the other side of this period for for football, it is busy. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, it's fair to say that players probably, you know, won't be going out as much generally, um, and you know, maybe maybe family and visits and stuff like that. But there is a lot going on over this next few weeks, so uh, maybe that helps in just purely in football yet again. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I say, everyone's got a requirement to observe the the rules to the best of their ability. We can only ask our players to do that and we can only ask ourselves and the club to do that when we're at work.
0: The Prime Minister was (coughs) on television last night uh, asking, urging people to go and get their their booster shots. How easy is that within the football (coughs) world, considering you've got games so often that if anybody... Needs to take time out, or anybody has an adverse reaction, it negatively affects their livelihood and what they do for a living.
1: Um, well, we, we we attempted to speak to all of our players with the scientific viewpoint. Of course, um, we've got quite a high rate. There are still a few players who who haven't um, got the vaccination, or certainly not the, the first, or uh, sorry, certainly not the full vaccination. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We are advising, but but everyone has a choice. Everyone's got freedom for, to choose. Um, you know, my personal, I've got, I've had all three, um, you know, because I just think it's relevant to do so, but I'm not going to start preaching to others. They'll have their own opinions of what they think is right and wrong. Um, and we can't make people do these things. We can only suggest that it's the right thing to do. And then in answer to your question more clearly, that the timing of it and any reaction, um, I mean, I had a minor reaction, nothing too drastic, you know, but didn't last very long we can only time it the best we can and try and fit you know in between windows for players and the like um, you know and and get things get things done the best we can as long as they want that of course
0: we have talked about how important the fans are going to be um, as you sort of you know try to push back up the table and it's it's a big game on Wednesday it's going to be a little more difficult to get into the stadium but I presume the message is you know please still turn up get here early because we really need you right now
1: yeah, I don't think I have to preach that message to the Burnley fans because they've been there for a long time. And, uh, you know, I know many who make a, a massive effort to get to games, home and away. So I think they'll certainly play their part in doing what they can um, to be in the stadiums wherever we are. Um, you know, look, we, we of course, everyone wants people in stadiums. All the football wanted people in stadiums. So we hope that numbers still come and with all the different challenges and, and, and what's sort of looking like it's going to occur. Um yeah, but I think I think the Burnley fans have been there for a long time, been supporting the club for a long time. Very tight um, connection between the club and the fans here. So I think they'll still turn up, and and we we want them to, of course. And back to the point, I, was, I mainly referenced yesterday's game because we were, we were quiet and we were off our mark in the first half, and that's important when fans stay calm and um, they stay patient to the the group that they're they're looking at and the group that have given a lot over these years. And I think that's fantastic, you know. I, not remotely judging any other clubs, it's just at this one uh, that the fans do get behind the team. And I thought they, I thought yesterday was was you know fantastic because we weren't anywhere near we could, where we can be in the first half. Bit better second, still not right on top of the game, but we we're a bit better second. And they were terrific. They were they were behind the team absolutely all the way. And I think that's important for us. We
0: were looking to speak to Josh Brown a bit earlier, and he was saying that look, he's not going to he's not going to pretend this isn't a big game. A big, big game on Wednesday. Um, is that a fair assessment? Is it, you know? Most managers will say all games are the same; they're all three points. But realistically, how big is it to, put, to beat the teams that are around down the bottom of the table? All games are the same, and it's all three points. <laughs> I should have known that was coming, shouldn't I? You said it. <clears throat> but realistically, though, I mean, you know, relegation relegation sort of you know zone games must mean so much, especially when you've got so many in a row as well. A good run of form during Christmas sets sets that teams up, doesn't it?
1: It's a strange sort of situation now in football. You know, they, 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 I think they start talking about who's going to win the league and relegation battles after like the, the first hour of football in a season. So I still think it's pretty early to be talking about these things. We've been down this situation before. Um... There is a lot of games to come. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, we've slowly but surely been getting back to where I think we can be, certainly with clean sheets and, and being tighter in games and draws. We're well aware we've got to make them games, uh, draws into wins. Um, but no, we, we've been down this road before. It's not a road we want to be down, but you know, we are where we are on the table. We know the challenge that's in front of us. Our players definitely do. Our fans certainly do as well. So it is that case of the next one is the most important one, regardless of who you're playing, because you need to pick up points wherever you can. You know I mean? Newcastle had a big result against us. Important result for them. A lot of action around the ground at that time they won and then they get beat 4-0 the next game. So that's how tough the Premier League can be. You know, it's, it's not, the, the last one's not the answer to the next one. You don't need one win, you need lots of them. You know, so it's how you get them and, and how, you, how you challenge yourselves over a season. That's definitely the experience I've had in the Premier League, being at Burnley. And that's what we continue to use, hopefully, to our betterment going forwards.
0: That's great. Have a great week, Sean. Thank you. Thank
2: you very much. So, Andy, PLP. Hiya, Sean. Um, You mentioned there turning these draws into wins. (coughs) Apart from, obviously, outscoring the opposition, what's the big key for you to doing that at the minute?
1: It's the same same answer virtually every week. It's details. You know, you have to get the details right. We can... Mm. I mean, as managers and coaches, you're trying to get the team into a, the right areas to be effective. You're trying to affect the opposition, quite obviously. Um, the, the final moment of truth is owned by the players. You know, that, that's the, the reality of coaching. You know, that's the, the undefinable quality is the moment when someone takes the, the final chance or the final cross or pass or whatever. Um, you know, that, that's where the players step in, you know, and that's the trust you have in the players and the abilities that they have. And I certainly trust the players here. Um, And it's the freedom to go and sort of play and and, and open up options and open up different ways of affecting a game. And that idea of confidence, you know, this word confidence where you build it, you know, it's not given, you know, you you build it and you build it from yourself. You build it from your team and you build it from those around you. And we haven't particularly lacked that. Yesterday was the first time I thought actually for a while we stepped off the mark, um, but we corrected it and and got back to where we, we sort of towards where we want to be in the second half. So... You know, it's, it's the, 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 the coaching kind of uh, angle is to get them in the right areas to, to cause enough problems for the opposition. And of course, not forgetting the balance, which is you've got to make sure you defend right, which we did yesterday. And it ended up getting us a good clean sheet at a point. Um, the balance, the details, these are all things that I keep talking around because, you know, they, it's the truth of what's going on at the moment for us.
2: At what point then do these number of draws start playing on the minds of the players almost when it comes to those tiny details, do you think?
1: Well, that's something you'd have to ask them. I mean, there's certainly no pressure from me about it. Um, You know, we talk about it, we, we, we look at it, we look at the stats, we look at the production, we look at the areas we're getting into, we look at how more effective we could be, we look at form, we look at the mixtures of players going out on a pitch... All them things, you know, they all have to be put in, into the thoughts. Um, and then, like I say, you, you come out with what you hope is a good mix and it, and it plays and it performs and then you win. Um, sounds really easy, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> Very much so. Um, certainly not in reality. Dion Dublin was saying on Match of the Day 2 last night, he's never worried about Burnley when it comes to relegation because you've been there, you've done it, you've got the T-shirt and got out of it. Do you take that as a compliment or do you kind of get sick of hearing about it?
1: Well, firstly, Dion, fine fella, um, someone I know, uh, played with as well. You know, so a lot of respect for him. Um, mm. If his view is a, is a good one, obviously, yeah. I'm bound to say that. But no, look, I mean, it, it doesn't guarantee you anything. But we've got, um, we've got an experience. We've got a group who are experienced. We've got a reality to most seasons here. Not every season, obviously, we've had some big finishes, but but most seasons are a challenge for us. Um, yeah. We do, know, we do know the market we're in. We know how it operates. Now, it's all right knowing all of that, but you've still got to go out and perform. You know, because it doesn't... Just because you know all these things and you're experienced and you've got players who have experienced this sort of feel before and we've got a fan base that has as well, don't forget. But that doesn't give you anything. All it does is make you more game ready for it. So, so we've got to take that thinking and actually perform um, because, like I say, it doesn't owe you anything. Football doesn't owe you anything. You have to go and grab it. So that's something I have been talking to the players about. There is a base that we're building on. We have got a number of draws, of course, but we're still, you know, getting clean sheets. We're still looking defensively solid and tight at times. We've had a few loose ones, but that side of it's been at least as good, Um, could still be better, but at least good at times. And now it's about building on that platform, if you like, that base to go and be more effective in attack. And, you know, finding that balance is is key. And that's that's the, the sort of hardest part is finding the balance. Can you defend well, but can you attack well?
2: You always come across as, very outwardly at least, relaxed about the situation. What do you feel? Do you feel relaxed about the current situation at Burnley are in or not? It's not
1: about being relaxed. It's just the reality. I Mm. I try and work on realities. So, reality is we are where we are. The reality is seasons in the Premier League are, are a challenge for us. Always have been. So... Um, I don't go into a season thinking they're all going to be you know, Europa League and 54-point you know, seasons, because they're, they're for us a, a massive achievement. Um, on the other hand, I do believe totally in the players we've got. Absolutely totally. You know, I think we've got a good group here, and I think there's a lot of talent in the, in the building. Um, so I totally believe in that on the other hand. So it's not about being relaxed. I'm just a realist. Uh, you know, I, I know the challenge of the Premier League.
2: Speaking of the players you've got, obviously the game's coming thick and fast at the minute. How are you team-wise ahead of Watford? <laughs>
1: Yeah, touch and go with Maxwell, so we'll have to wait on that one, um, you know, this week. And obviously the challenge is if he can't make Wednesday, can he make Saturday? We'll have to wait and yeah. see. Um, Barnes is still a bit longer term. Dale Stevens back out of COVID, but obviously needs to catch up now. Um, Connor's uh, come out of hospital, look, gradually better, uh, getting better, sorry, from a, you know, serious infection. So hope that settles down. Um, no, no, not COVID, just to be clear, nothing to do with that. Um yeah, so, and a few knocks and aches and pains, but we're hoping that people are back sooner rather than later, obviously.
2: Have there been any COVID cases, do you mind me asking, around Burnley? Or yeah, no, Dale, or Dale Dale. was. Dale.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's, he's back now out of the COVID protocols. Great. He, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't particularly unwell, you know, a bit off, off colour and a bit unwell, but not, not anything serious, yeah.
2: Good, glad to hear it. Just one yeah. final one for me. I know you talked about Watford. it being very, very early on in the season still relatively, but three points could take you outside the bottom three. What does that do mentally for the group of players? Anything or not?
1: Um, it might do. I mean, it, you know, the way I look at it, you, you need the next win that comes around, you enjoy it, but you park it very quickly because it doesn't, you know, the end of the season is where it lo- really lives. Um, you know, that's when the league Tower is the most important. So it's a building block, um, that's for sure. Um, it, it's, it changes the rhetoric, really. You know, when you come out the bottom three, it just changes a bit of the storyline. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm used to, um, unfortunately used to challenges like this. Um, but we have had seasons where we're a lot stronger. Um, I think we are stronger than what we're showing at the minute. I think we are, we are stronger and our performances are stronger than the league table suggests. But the league table is there and it's, it doesn't lie. So we've got to make sure that we get, as discussed at the beginning, the right side of performances, the right side of details to make sure we, we win games to go up the table.
2: Top man. Thanks, your Best of luck against you. Watford. Thank you. <coughs> Andrew, you BBC really likes you. Hello. Hi, baby.
3: Here I am from my house that you were surprised by. Oh, it's a fair one. It's a fair one. Um, you've always made a big point, Sean, of the fact that they're not kind of robots. They're, they're human beings that you're dealing with and, and they're all different characters. That's something that I think is probably integral to the way that you manage people. Forget footballers. You talked about nerves and anxiety in a couple of your post-match interviews after the game last night. Is that kind of par for the course is it a fact that some individuals will feel that way about the situation you're
1: in yeah of course and i think that's where the experience side of things does help Um, the fans definitely helped with that and and I thought as as I suggested I thought they are excellent Uh, we're going to need that going forwards and you know whilst we're correcting this run hopefully and we get on the right side of these margins and we do turn these performances into wins etc etc different players deal with different things in a different way I think it's harder for players now I really do you know there's that much outside noise from um, by various, various um, situations that I do think it's harder for players, you know, to, but but they are on the other hand, they are more used to it. You know, so, I mean, I suppose it's just life, you know, their norms are different to the norms when I played. Um, but no, I, I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't anything I'm, I'm deeply thinking about. I just felt that it was the first time I saw us just look a bit off colour, a little bit off edge, um, you know, a few cloudy minds. That was a better way of putting it. Um, and it did correct itself at half time somewhat we got back to pressing, we got back to working, we got back to playing of course, and defending, and some of the the, the details that we know are effective for us and Second half, we did get somewhat back to that, um, and of course created a couple of moments where we could have. Nicked it. I mean, I think on the day, you know, we've done well to get a draw out of it because they were stronger than us first half. But it was one of them tight games in the end where J-Rod's had a chance at the end, You might just nick it. So, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things to correct, a lot of things to move forward with, but still the underbelly of a tough resolve to make sure that we've got a clean sheet and a point. Has your job changed?
3: given the COVID situation and the fact the world's changed a little bit is there more management of the personalities and the way they're dealing with the world outside of football as well as within your training ground and within Turf More?
1: it has um, but not to a point I mean you know the maturity in our group we we hope we've given them a, a lot of knowledge about the situation um we've also tried to pass the knowledge through them into their families and their family situations as well there's trust involved of course you know trust to to try and do the right things when you can or at least at least abide by the rules and you know the sensible things that are out there so um it, it it's added a bit but you know like anything you adapt and it becomes well unfortunately this situation has become more normalized in all of our lives you know there was a I don't know how many years ago but if you told me I'd be walking around with a mask on I'd probably go I don't think so and then all of a sudden we are and it just feels like oh well you know that's what we have to do so you know it does, it does become a norm um, and we, we hope for it to change obviously all of us um, so uh, yeah uh, somewhat somewhat a challenge somewhat different um, but the game's still there it still has to be played you still have to motivate you still have to organise etc etc so that's the main focus as regards the football of course rather than the health I'll be honest, I have
3: considered wearing a mask pre-Covid, but that's for other reasons. (laughs) It's a fair one. Me and you
1: both with our heads.
3: Um, Last thing on the kind of personality thing and the individuals. Uh, You mentioned Connor Roberts there and and obviously all the best to him coming out of hospital after the infection that he's had. There must be a degree of worry when something unexpected like that happens. And, And I guess in a strange way, even when it's not Covid related.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, he he had a real bad reaction. He was really ill and they got on top of it quickly, which we're pleased about, of course. Only shared a text message with him. He's a pretty solid character, that's for sure. And he was was pretty much like, yeah, you know, hope the lads do well and blah, blah, blah. So he's coming out of that now. But yeah, I mean, for him and his family, I'm sure it was a bit of a worry, but I think they got on it quickly and have taken care of it, thankfully. And game-wise you've got the best goal difference of the teams
3: down there at the bottom of the table and i think probably about the bottom 7 or 8. Uh-huh. Do you think that when it comes to it at the end of the season it is so tight this season that that might be a factor?
1: You never know. I mean it's it's too early yet but it might be. You know, you want to if you you know you, you, some stats suggest the lower that stays the better chance you've got of being in any division. Um certainly if you're in single figures i think that's right generally. If you keep that goal difference in single figures, minus single figures, sorry, then you've you still got a very strong chance through the stats and the way stats work. Um, but there's no guarantees of that. You know, it's certainly not, we're not just looking at that column, we're looking at the scoring column first. That's what we're trying to do, is score more goals.
3: Yeah, but it's an encouraging sign, isn't it? Because you're keeping clean sheets and, and even the games that you've lost, you haven't been losing by those, those big margins that some of the other teams around you have done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the format that we worked to has served us well. And I think there's still some players playing very well in key positions. Um, as I suggested, the, the, the balance of the defensive side and the attacking side, that's the bit that we're, we're constantly trying to, you know, tweak and twist without going too far away from that defensive format, because it is important. You know, the Premier League, well, every level of football, but in the Premier League, you have to have a team that know how to defend. We all know that. You know, you've got to attack, of course, but you have to know how to defend. Uh,
3: on the forward line, and we've had endless conversations about the strikers, are they the kind of characters, and I know I appreciate they're all different people, but have they got the kind of characters where they don't let it bother them, or can it be a motivation to them when it goes a little while without
1: scoring? I think it's each of their own. I really do. You know, my way of looking at it, non emotionally, is for the strikers, if you haven't scored in a while, the stats start coming back your way. That's just the way strikers are. So, you know, they, the stats will come back your way. Now, of course, pushing the margins on that as an individual, pushing it, pushing it back your way and bringing it forward quicker, if you like, you know, the, the next game's the most important score, et cetera, et cetera. Then that sometimes is down to coaching, sometimes down to the individual, their mentality, the feel good of where they are. Whilst they're working on that, of course, they've still got to be doing the team, team thing, you know, the teamwork. And we, we, I've never shied away from the fact my strikers do have to work. You know, we play two up there which overloads the midfield virtually every week so therefore the strikers do have to work to support the midfield players um on the other you've got two two opportunities with two good players up there to affect the opposition so that's the balance we've always been looking for
3: and, and Watford obviously mm. massive changes since your time there as player and coach and, and manager I, I think there are eyebrows raised every time they change manager but that's the model that the owners have in their other clubs in other countries, isn't it? In other countries, changing Absolutely. your manager every year wouldn't be unusual, would it?
1: Absolutely. I said when I came out there, I said a completely different business model. So you can't fault it in many ways because it's worked for them and it's worked for them at other clubs and they use it the way they use it. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the way they, they want the club working and, and it has generally worked, you know, over the seasons. So... You know, fair play to them but yeah it was a completely different model not many do it but they do and they've found a way of it working so that's just, that's just business not just football business that's just business how can you make it work and I suppose those big decisions turn out to be the right decisions if your club stays up at the end of the season yeah eventually um, but it's their style if you look throughout the seasons it's not like a new thing for them you know they've been doing that all the way through from their time at Watford virtually um, so yeah they've found a way of making that work thank you very much Thank you. Two seconds. i know, just have a quick drink. No worries. <clears throat> there we go.
4: OK. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, just, just on Watford. Um, Claudio's been there, what, a couple of months now. What have you made of, of of them under him?
1: I think they're still trying to adapt. I think they're still... He'll be looking at the players like managers do, trying to find the right mixture, right format. Um, you, you Well, not not always, actually, but usually new manager goes in, there's always a, a different feel, a pep from the players, just sort of automatically. Um, they've been a bit up and down, but that's life when you're not flying in the Premier League. You know, it can be like that. So we'll see, we'll see. Um,
4: sorry, that's my doorbell. Um, oh, well,
1: OK, just... <laughs> let's see who it is. Surely we, we all deserve the rights to it is. There's a really loud doorbell, by the way. Really loud doorbell. You've got like a microphone on it, or something.
4: Good timing. There's um, somebody out yeah, the door.
1: Just, no, we want to see him. It's I don't right, know. We it's want to fine. see him. They've, they've got interrupted my press conference. So I want to see him. Who's it? <laughs> no, it's fine.
4: You I got bet. red. She got my red. partner can get <laughs>
1: the You got door, red. You got red. So now my brain's wondering. All right. All right. No, nothing interesting.
4: I don't think. I'm um, <laughs>
1: completely lost in the corner. See you. Come on, <laughs> come. Whoever it is, bring him in.
4: Oh, it was the, it was a postman. It's
1: fine. It was. Um, oh. Okay that
4: one yeah Code. yeah probably some boring christmas present that i
1: forgot Ooh, order, okay so. oh there's someone walking around in the background as well hi oh
4: it was it was next door it was the next door
1: oh okay uh
4: so, disappointing sorry. No, oh, pleasing. No. disappointing who knows well maybe who knows anyway uh what was what was i even gonna ask i have um, no clue <laughs> no. um i think oh about like because obviously last you know we've got used to sort of not having fans at grounds and then now we've had fans at grounds for kind of half a season. Do you think it's had any kind of long-term impact on, on home, on the difference between home and away or do you feel like the atmosphere is kind of the same as it was before? Um,
1: no, I think the atmosphere's been good for us. Personally, you know, we we like how the fans in, like every club, every club does. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but the the, the connections continued with the, the feel of the club. It's been brilliant lately, actually. Cons- you know, because there are some challenges, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about the long-term view. Um, I mean, it will. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, this will pass over time. We're all hopeful of that, and I think, you know, as we all do, we we. The challenges of our life, they come and go, and over time, it makes sense again. So I, I don't think they'll... Well, I'll be surprised if there's a long-term view, other than some of the safety and health protocols in different ways of working, possibly, and uh, that we've all learned during this period. Uh, but no, long-term, I would like to think that fans just... Hopefully, when, when things get solved or, or manageable, or more manageable, then, then fans just carry on as normal. OK,
4: thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. My postman doesn't ring the doorbell, by the way.
2: Just right out
4: there. Just right out there. Alex, BBC
0: Sport. Hi, Sean. Uh, just Hi. to follow up to the <clears throat> fans coming to stadiums. I know you said they'll do everything they can to get in, but how important is it to be able to have fans inside the ground? We don't want to go back to uh, football behind closed doors, do we?
1: Well, we don't, we don't wish to. I'm sure no one wishes for that, but obviously we, we've got to wait and see and, and continue to work within the rules at the best of our ability for all of us. Um, no, I don't, I don't think anyone's uh, open or wanting to see that, um, but there is a bigger picture to the challenge, you know, for everyone, not just football. Um, but no, I, I well, I would hope it's not going to go back to no no one in stadiums, but we'll just have to wait and see.
0: And then I'm, I know it's, uh, it's probably not <clears> something <throat> you deal with, but do you have any input about how that's done with fans getting inside the stadium, I'm guessing, because it affects the... Trust night. me,
1: I've got enough on my plate. There's other people who are far, in a far better place of, of knowledge to understand the best way of getting our fans in and out the ground as safely as possible.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Joe Bradshaw,
5: BBC.
3: Hi, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, Hi, Sean. Can you hear me? Does
5: that work? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hello, sorry. Um, I was going to ask to pick up on what you were saying about your um, defence at the moment, Sean. The, got the goals against column has been looking pretty healthy. Uh, Nick Pope made some good saves yesterday. Any kind of thoughts about his <clears throat> international career or whether Gareth Southgate should be looking a bit more closely at your defenders? What do you um, think?
1: No, not, not overly thoughts on it, Gareth's been to a number of our games, he, he knows us, he, he, he travels over here and has them for a long period, um, he knows about how we work, he knows about the players, so I presume he's just doing his normal duties of, as the manager and keeping an eye on players. Um, fair
5: enough,
1: um, and
5: the other question I wanted to ask is just a, a bit about, about Watford and Claudio Ranieri in particular, you've been up against him before. He's, uh, he's in his 70s now. Um, are you thinking that's where you'd like to be when you're in your 70s, still managing at this level?
1: Absolutely not. I've been asked it before. <laughs> you will not see me on a football pitch when I'm 70-plus.
3: Fair
5: enough. Thanks, Sean. Pleasure.
0: Thanks,
5: Sean. Alex James? Hi, Sean. Hiya. Um, Just just on, uh, on Maxwell, I know you said he's touching go for... Um, for Wednesday night, has he, has he been able to train? Is he expected to train today and, and tomorrow if you've not had a training session as yet this week?
1: No, he it won't. He it won't, it didn't train today. Um, we'll be looking to see the risk and reward of possibly over the next day. Um, obviously, we you know, we, we if he's not training tomorrow, then we wouldn't include him because uh, there's got to be a bit of common sense of it as well. You know, we've had this before where the risk and reward of getting players back in too quickly before they're right, etc. etc. So Player, player first always, but then the medical team's view, and then the risk and reward of the, the, you know the odds of them re-injuring rather than staying fit. And I just wanted to ask you about Dwight McNeil as well. We've touched on the sort of
5: the strikers a lot and the creativity um, in the side, and everyone sort of looks at Dwight because he, he, he burst onto the scene for want of a better phrase, and he's got so much ability and talent. I just wondered how you've sort of assessed his season so far, and whether you thought there might be a bit of. Um, a bit more development to come from him over the, the next few months and years. Yeah, there
1: still is, there still is, you know, still um, encouraging him to go to go forwards with the ball and go forwards into higher positions to break the back line at times without the ball, you understand, by, you know, the, the runs that he can make. Um, very talented player, without a doubt, simplifying his game at times, you know, but he's still learning. You know, I mean, he's he, we forget that. We, we take a... Not take it for granted, because he's earned the right, if you like. I mean, he's, you know, he's over 100 games already in his Premier League career. I mean, that's outstanding. So, you know, we, we kind of look and, and you, you, you forget sometimes that he's still still relatively young in his learning about the game and, and at the highest level. So, you know, still more to come. Uh, he knows the belief I have in him and he knows what we think of him because he is a fantastic player.
5: And, and just a couple of my favourite subjects of January transfer window. Um, I think you said um, last week that there might be opportunities with, with uh, the ownership if the right sort of fit arise for you in, in January. Does the fact that ALK and Alan Pace are perhaps a little bit more open-minded on, on where they might go, as we saw with Maxwell Cornet, does that give you a little bit more opportunity than
1: perhaps you've had previously? The best opportunity you'll ever have to sign players is money. So let's see if they've got some of that and they wish to spend it. That will be the key. Um, but yeah if we can get some players from wherever we've always been open-minded but it's just I agree I think this this ownership are more open-minded um, to take a risk and reward situation and you know with, with Maxwell you know it's shown a positive sign so far obviously um, so yeah we'll see we'll see but it always well not always a lot of the time as you well know it comes down to finance so we'll see Have you, have
5: you sort of held those discussions because I know you know you used to really work with a budget have you sort of held those discussions with the board as to is there X to spend, is there
1: Y to spend, or how's it sort of working with, with you? We, we've already started the process of looking at the squad, looking at the situation, looking at the, well, it's an ongoing process, but I mean, it's, mm. you know, we've enhanced it over the last few weeks about availability, possible availability, possible needs to change and, and you know, see what we can do in the market. So we have already, there's an ongoing thing, but it's, it obviously gets a bit more enhanced as we get closer.